Hey there, Zlatko here. Welcome to What Is My Brain podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I get the opportunity to chat with fellow founders and business operators about their journey and how they got to where they are now, where they are going and how they're going to get there. I'm planning on bringing guests and touching on topics such as running multiple businesses, executing ideas, and just spitballing about random topics and current events. It's a casual conversation, and that will hopefully bring value to anyone that decides to listen. I hope you enjoy it. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, awesome. Uh, Tom, thanks for thanks for ju- uh, jumping on. Um, like I said right before that, I'm just going to uh, let you kind of introduce yourself, uh, what you do. Uh, again, thanks for reaching out, wanting to be on the podcast. Like I said, I'm just kind of getting people on here that are starting side businesses, side hustles, uh, doing building shit, you know, just a, just a good old stuff. So, yeah. um, but yeah, let me know, let me know, uh, kind of your background, uh, what you're working on and, and all that good stuff, man. Yeah, cool, man. Well, you know, thanks for having me, Taco. Um, uh, my name is Tom Batorak or Buterak or Butarats, depending on where, where you are in the world. Uh, <laughs> a little bit about my background. I work in tech. I'm a product manager for a large corporation. Um, I have, I've had a decent career. I, I did some consulting for a while. I did it for about seven or eight years. Uh, and then I switched over to tech and I haven't looked back. I mean, tech is, I've just loved every second that I've been here. Um, worked for a couple of big companies, you know, had a really good time, worked at a startup. And yeah, right now I am, in addition to working uh, as a product manager at this other job, I have two kids. They're both under two. So my daughter is 19 months old and my son is six months old. So uh, I'm exhausted wow. for one, uh, but you know, super happy, <laughs> loving, loving, loving most of it, right? But uh, it, it's really good. Yeah. Um, and on the side, yeah, I, I, I started a, a startup. I'm running a startup. I uh, I launched an app and, and, and how it came about was... Uh, my wife and I had our first child, like I said, during COVID. So we were during lockdowns. This was August yeah. 2020. And we had our first child. And after a couple months, it was like two or three months, you know, we realized that we didn't really have any friends that had kids. And I'm actually from Detroit, uh, but my wife and I live in Los Angeles. Okay. So all of my family is is in Detroit. I'm actually in Detroit right now. We came here to visit my family. So um, I'm in Detroit now, but I'm from here. And when we moved to Los Angeles, uh, didn't really have a, none of my family there at all. And the friends that we made there, uh, great people. We love them very much. They love us. But uh, basically 95, 98% of them are childless, right? So again, love right. them. They were great. They, they've supported us in many ways. But when you have a kid, your life is like entirely flipped upside down. Like everything changes, right? Um, there's no more just random, hey, let's go meet up and get dinner at 8 p.m. on a Thursday. You know, it's even on right, a Saturday, right. you tell me, like people are like, Oh, let's go to dinner at 8 PM. I'm like, 8, 8 PM. Are you sure? PM? Like, you know, that's, I got, as long as I'm home by 10, that's fine. You know? So anyway, there's all these like, different things that happen. and, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't, that's uh, we didn't have, we didn't I have any friends. Shit. We didn't have like, we didn't have like a community of, of, of families around us. And, and I didn't know how to build that. Right. Uh, we were in the pandemic right. for one, two, like we were new parents. We just trying to navigate, trying to keep the baby alive, trying to keep ourselves sane. And so I decided, right. you know, I basically made a joke to my wife. I'm like, well, it would be really nice if there was like a Tinder, but for parents, you know, and, uh, you know, right. kind of laughed it off, whatever. But it kind of sat in the back of my mind. It was just kind of sitting there like oh, Tinder for parents, like some, some kind of, you know, not, not the Tinder for parents part, but the the uh, like an right. app that functions similar to the matching and dating apps, but specifically for right. parents. Right. So. I'm a yeah. product manager, uh, work in tech. Um, so, you know, the, the wheel started turning and I did about two or three months of research. Right. There was, 
there's no solution for this that exists currently. There are close solutions, but they're all geared toward mothers, which is great. Um, there's, a, there's a big competitor we have called Peanut. It's a great app, provides a great service to mothers, but um, I'm very involved with my kids. I love parenting, I love family life, and I want to be there yep, every step of the yep. way too. And so there's nothing for, for me and there's nothing for uh, families. So I just went and built it. I built, um, I hate saying Tinder for parents because immediately people are like, you know, it's right. like a swingers app or something yeah, yeah, yeah. like that, right? You know, which if you guys want to use it for that, you go, you go right ahead. You know, I'm, I'm just providing the platform. But um, but yeah, so I created that. Um, you know, our mission, my goal is to really help parents, whether you're in the same situation as us, i.e. you don't have any community around you or maybe you have a little bit, maybe you have a great community around you and you just want to expand. Uh, my goal is to help parents build that community for themselves by by facilitating the introductions to other parents that are nearby that also want to build a community. So that's kind of the mission. It's like, how do I bring, how do I create community for families? So yeah, it's been it's been yeah, a wild yeah, ride. Yeah. Uh, and, I and how? And a question question for you: uh, How are you kind of working on like matching that up with like? Are they interest based? Like, is it like make kids into sports or like, how are you basing the kind of the matching piece of this to make sure that you're going out and like hanging out or creating a community with people that are sort of like minded? I mean, obviously you don't want to be around people that are thinking the same shit as you, but like, you know, kids have something in common or whatever that might be. Yeah. Yeah. Great question. And it's, um, it's something that I'll say is going to evolve over time. So, uh, what, what we, what I, what I've done is we launched, uh, September 20, uh, 2021 we launched september 18th 2021 and we launched uh then is that on only on ios and it's only on ios or? yeah so a big i'll, I'll step back okay, real okay. quick a big part of this is um I'm, I'm bootstrapped i'm paying for all this myself right so like when it comes time to develop stuff you kind of have to make trade-offs right so uh no disrespect to my android people out there you know we love you we want you but i just uh i have an iphone so i went with with uh developing on iphone so yeah. on ios we will get on android uh, when I can get a little bit more money for it. Uh, but we launched. And right. so my goal was just kind of like, let's throw something out there and see how people use it and see what they want and see what they like. And then we kind of evolve, right? That's the standard kind of software development cycle. You, you put it out there, you get yeah. feedback, you iterate, you, you know, blah, blah, blah. Right. So the way I created it initially was, um, it's, uh, we are not actually doing any matching. I, 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 you know, I don't want to, um, I don't want to get in any trouble here, but I kind of, looked to the other dating apps for how to design this. And I, and I created this, I used the, um, the kind of dual matching system. So like swipe right, swipe left kind of thing. So that's, that's how we're designed right now. So essentially you okay. log into the app and you see other parents that are nearby you and you like them, you swipe right, you don't like them, you swipe left and there's a match, you get matched. So the matching is actually on the users themselves to do it. Um, we do have room for listing your interests, listing, you know, where you live, listing your job, posting pictures and stuff like that. So the idea is you see another family, you look at what they like, uh, and then you decide that you want to be friends with them and you swipe and hopefully they swipe back. I've received some feedback that maybe that dual matching system isn't necessary. I've also received some feedback of like, well, you know, the interests are geared right now towards the parents, but we're more interested in what our kids like, you know, because there's there's different ways right, you can take it. Right. When That's you're a parent, thinking. Yeah, when you're a parent, it's like, well, I like to, I like to, to, uh, I like martial arts, for example, right? Um, I, I love, I love Muay Thai, I love boxing, jujitsu, stuff like that. But my kids don't, so, well, what do I care if like another family does per se? All right, or maybe I do, and maybe my kids don't. So, each each family is going to have their own 
um, interests and the, their own like uh, what they're looking for. And so I've got to try to tailor the product right. to that. And, and so we're still in that kind of MVP phase of figuring all that stuff out. And I've got some additional work planned. And, and uh, just because I've um, so I have an app that does tool rental between two people, kind of the same mechanism, like, hey, I want to rent your tools. I have to accept it, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a, a marketplace platforms are just a chicken and egg problem. Like there's no yeah. other way around it. It's like you got to yeah. get one side to get the other side. And it's like once you get the other yeah, side, it's like, how do you retain the other side? And it's just like this uh, madness. So how are you solving for that problem? Like what is your right now? I mean, bootstrapping the whole thing. Like how are you getting the word out there? Because for us right now, the only thing that's working is like content, uh, content driven marketing. So mm -hmm. uh, our blog posts perform really, really well and all that stuff. We're not doing any kind of anything else pretty much at this point we're just kind of letting the wave ride based on we've kind of taken control of the seo side of things which it seems like you're kind of at the front lines of this thing there's maybe one other competitor so we just went after seo i mean you type in tool rental app like we're number one that you know pop up and stuff like that so we went that way because i ha i run an agency so i was able to kind of put those you know certain things in place but we're not marketing specific, so we just kind of were like, all right, let's do all the writing, let's do all the different different things that we need to do and kind of drive it that way. And the number one thing people are like, oh yeah, the UX, UI, it's great, I love it, it's better than any other app, but it's like the trust factor, like who you're gonna meet on the other side, and there's a lot of obstacles, and yeah. I think it's extremely hard to grow a marketplace platform. And so I'm like curious to know, what are you doing to solve that problem, and how are you kind of leveraging, like when you get one user to get them like maybe you know, hey, get, go go reach out to your friend. Do you have like a referral program or anything like that? Yeah, um, one that app idea is a really good idea, actually, and and I'd love to hear more about about how your content marketing is going. But the way that I've done it, this is this is the uh, I guess the struggle of entrepreneurship. So my my the entirety yeah. of my career has been more geared towards like call it corporate, if you want. I have worked for some startups, but right. it's been more like I've come in like late stage startups kind of thing. So this is my first time on my own and I am learning some very hard lessons that are taking a lot of my very hard earned money away from me. Right. <laughs> so uh, when yeah. I initially Hell started yeah. out, I'm like, uh, let's run some ads, right? Ads are insanely expensive. I, I pissed a bunch of money away on that. I also tried the influencer route and, you know, no disrespect uh -huh. to any influencers out there, but I spent way too much money and I got very little results from that. Like, like an absurd amount of money that I spent, um, yeah. From that, but it was my first time into this world, right? So obviously, since then, I've learned that you know maybe influencers on Instagram is not the way to go. Um, there's better organic solutions, and it's funny you say that you are that that SEO is working for you because that's what's working for me right now. It's all SEO. It's App Store search is mm -hmm. is is like seventy percent yep. of my of my downloads, which tells us two two things, I guess, for both of us. One, like you said, the solution is not exist currently, and there's a need for it, right? So we're on the right track. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, we just, I just got to figure out how to do the other stuff. So content marketing is, is, um, I guess I'll say it's, it's a, a tough struggle. game to play, man. It's a it's tough a game tough, to play. It's a it, tough and a long, it's, it's a long-term game. You're, you're betting up against, you're betting everything up front to get the end result. It's like, I always think about it. It's like, you know, when an artist signs like a record deal and they get all this money up front and they have to pay it back later, they're just yeah. like, oh man, I don't want to fucking pay that back. But we're doing it the other way. We're like giving all the money up and yeah. now we got to wait for all this. But I mean, honestly, like our content marketing, uh, like strictly like people searching in our blogs, uh, I think over since we launched the app, which was in 2018, I think, end of 
end, uh, yeah, 2018. Um, I think we have three or four blog posts and we release one maybe every two, three weeks now, uh, probably doing like 65% of our traffic amongst like three blog posts. That's great. I mean, well, I mean, it's great yeah. that you're getting so, blog posts that are that are generating traffic. Yeah. Yeah. Like there are, and these are ones that are like we posted in like 2019. So it's like we haven't even like, you know what I mean? So this oh, is like okay. how long it kind of takes yeah, to, to really get to the point where it just starts like people start reaching out. Like, how can we pay you guys to be in your, you know, in your blog? And it's like, OK, now it's like gaining some traction. But it's really hard to get the revenue side on the actual app and like the marketplace things like I follow a bunch of people on Twitter always talking about it. Uh, There's one guy who's like running like this whole, you know, kind of like discover the right marketplace idea and things like that. And man, it is a it is a struggle, dude. It is a it, like you almost feel like you need this sort of like amplify. Like I feel like these ideas like the tool rental thing and your thing is like those are kind of the VC things that just need this amplification of like money to just like drop on marketing because it's very, very tough um, to kind of get that going unless you really have like, you know, your own resources and your own team to go out and like do all the like guerrilla marketing, basically go to door to door and be like, hey, go hang out with the right people, go hang, you know what I mean? Like that sort of thing. So um, yeah, man, it's definitely a struggle. Yeah, I mean, you nailed it with the chicken and the egg thing because the, um, the struggle with the marketplace is you could have someone who's really interested. They like, I'm sure we have the same problem. Someone yeah. logs in, they're ready to get a tool. It's not there. Nothing never there. Yeah, 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 never, yeah. never again, right? <laughs> same thing with me. They log on and they're like, oh, these people all suck. I'm never, never opening this shit again. They're yeah. gone, you know? Um, so yeah, it's, it's the same struggle. And, and it's something that I've also struggled with personally because I, I share the belief that you just said, which is like, you know, uh, <laughs> because, because our problem, like, it, uh, how do I say this? The solution doesn't exist, so people aren't aware that there is a solution. And so exactly. brand awareness by itself, like to me, that's gonna be my biggest cost. Just mm-hmm. raising or rather problem awareness, like telling people like, hey, I have a solution for the severe right. isolation and loneliness that you've been feeling since you've right. had kids. You know, it's a real thing. You almost alone. you almost need to be that vulnerable, to be honest with you. You almost yeah. need to like put that like if you're like lonely and like isolated yeah. and you have kids, like this is for you type of thing. Yeah. And that's, that's the messaging that I'm working on, you know, um, is, is using those kind of, those call them trigger words if you want, or power words. I can't remember what the the proper marketing term is, but like you said, like you kind of need to just pump money into it and send it out there, you know? And, and Mm -hmm. like you, I keep hearing all the stuff of, well, you just gotta, you gotta just get the word out there, et cetera, which I'm doing. Uh, but it's hard to really cut through all of the, the noise that exists in social media, uh, to 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 get that message across you know i started my my instagram path with the the app i started to um i tried going the funny route because that's kind of what i was seeing a lot of like and there's a lot of really funny yeah. parenting content you know everyone's kind of commiserating together and complaining about how kids are always throwing up on your shirts and stuff like that right um and so i tried that route too and i didn't really have a lot of success so it tells me you know one of two things one i'm not funny at all which is certainly very possible <laughs> two there's just so much other funny content that's out there with accounts that have two, three hundred, four hundred thousand followers and they're and Instagram is is prioritizing them because they're getting so many likes and so much attention. So, you know, it could be again, I'm I, I, I'm perfectly humble to say, yes, my, my content was shit. No problem. Right. But at the same time, yeah. I, I really believe that it's very difficult to cut through all that noise. So I've been trying to figure out other things. And actually, you're talking about blogs. I actually have thought about starting a blog now uh, focused on really focused on parent, uh, being a father. Um, there's really, again, there's not a lot of stuff out there for dads. Mom's plenty, yeah. you know, mom, 
community yeah, groups, mom, mom blogs, and again, all that stuff is great. Uh, and, and as a father, I read those too. But I don't. There's not like a lot of dad blogs or like, and I should say, meaningful dad blogs. You know, that talk about a yeah, lot of the struggles yeah, of being absolutely. a father and stuff like that. So I'm gonna try to go down that path. But man, it's a lot of fucking work, dude. It is a lot of time. You got to write the blog post, then it's like I got to post it on Twitter, then I got to post the highlights on Instagram, and then I got to make a TikTok, and then, you know, this, that, and the other. Uh, I got to do all this fun stuff. So, yeah, got, I got some work ahead Tom, of me. Tom, you're, you're, literally, you're literally like like regurgitating what's going on with my brain, even like with this podcast. Like I had started this uh, 2020, beginning of it, came yeah. back, and because the first time I had to stop, like after like 12 episodes, because it was literally like an hour, usually an hour, 45 minutes of recording, somewhere around there, you know, and then you go like two, three hours of like, getting all the descriptions, getting all the information, getting all the social media stuff dialed in, getting, making sure it's getting posted everywhere the same, make sure you're tagging all the right people, make sure you're, I mean, it's make sure it's on the website when people are looking for you to make sure the next, I mean, dude, there's so many different levels to it that I, I personally have come to find out. It's like, yes, you can go to a certain point by yourself, but then you just need, you need two different types of people. You need the people that are just gonna do the work that you tell them to do, right? Those are like your virtual assistants and things like that. And then you have the people that are just like into it and buy in on this, where I felt like the biggest thing for me, and you'll start getting this, I don't know, when did you launch your app in September, you said? September 2021, yeah. And you'll start to see people reaching out to you. Like it, it, there's this wave that comes like, hey, this is a great idea. How can I help? How can I help? And you'll start getting that. And I actually, the first person that I brought on board directly for my, my tool rental app was somebody that I didn't pay any money to for the uh, first like three to six months after it was already built and all this. They, he came on. He was like, dude, I was literally thinking about building this. And I saw what you guys did. And I just want to help out. And yeah, he awesome. came on and like reorganized the code and like made everything a little bit more scalable, get it ready for Android, getting all these different things dialed in where I was like, damn, like when you have people's buy-in, it's like that much easier because of the fact that like, I don't have any problem promising you equity or whatever happens, but we need to get to a place for me to be able to do that. So like, if you're willing to give me that little bit of like benefit of the doubt right now, like yeah, I'm willing yeah. to take this way further. So you'll start, you'll start to see that happen as, as you sort of evolve and you start putting the content out there and all this. But, um, I would say and, and honestly, from an agency perspective, like when we're talking to e-commerce clients and it's like very easy to like pump out ads and get the quick money and all this. But man, once you turn that off, it's like you turn the valve off and yep. it's like there's no more coming in. And then the content is what's like always going to be there until you decide to take it down. So it's like yeah. if you have that blog post that's performing really well. I mean, that's going to go a long way. You could start testing things on there, changing things on there, adding different products on there, adding different, you know, whatever it is. And you can continue to reuse that. And it's never going away until you decide to. So that's the problem I have with ads. And that's why we've never ran it for like the tool rental thing, because it's just, yeah. I think it's a right move. I think it's a good move, but I think it's also a very like short term, like dopamine hit. And then if you don't get enough people, I mean, there's fucking tools everywhere, right? Like, so I can't just like focus on like yeah. California, like Sacramento, you know, that's the whole thing. So um, it, it, it's complex, dude. And I think a team goes a long way when you get in stuck in the situation. And I actually hired my first marketing person who helped me like basically rewrite all the content on the app and everything like that. So it was, yeah. it was extremely beneficial. Yeah, I, uh, I'm, a, I'm a solo, solo right now. Um, and I'm actually, my app is not even generating yeah. revenue. I don't um, pre-revenue. I'm not charging for it currently because again, I wanted to like get the flow yeah. of what people want, figure out. Then I can go and charge. Of course. I can figure out how to build, what to build to make it premium, 
and then charge from there. So I'm kind of, I have some good ideas now and I just got to go build it. Um, but some of the stuff he said, and are you a developer? Are you a developer? And like, no, like, I, are you I hired just have a, a team shop. that you're meant? Okay. Well, I hired okay. a dev shop on contract basis. Uh, and they did a great job building the app. It was fine. Cost a ton of money. Um, and so these additional features that I'm looking at, I'm actually looking at using bubble, which is a no code development tool. So, um, it's really interesting right. stuff, really cool stuff. It's, it's a little bit of a learning curve. Um, so I'm working on building some stuff in, in bubble right now, which I'm going to kind of, uh, I'm going to kind of hack my way into revenue I'm, is kind of what I want to say. So basically the features yeah. I'm going to build will not exist inside of the app, but so something I've been reading about recently, and this is kind of a, a segue into this is you have your app and call it, maybe call it your main project. Then you have right. your side projects, which are meant to feed into your main project, right? So I think you Ecosystem you probably are stuff. doing this. If I look when I look through your profile, you've got your agency, you've got your your um, this podcast and in, in, in the, the the app, yeah. right? So you've got a couple of things there, and yeah. I'm sure you're you're kind of working on your ecosystem where everything falls together. So I'm kind of going down that same idea, which is like, all right, this new feature I'm going to build, it will exist outside of my app, uh, and the goal is to kind of use that as a new marketing tool to drive people to the app itself right so i'm gonna i'm gonna be working on that which which i'm pretty excited about so that's your that's your that's your overall like your big lead uh, lead magnet that's going to get people to be like oh what the hell is this app and I, and what I, you know yeah I, th I think i think um if it becomes the big thing then truthfully i'll shift my focus and make that the main thing you know but i'm, I'm viewing it as as right now it's complementary um so i guess just just to clarify a little more there's no reason to keep it secret but uh, one of the biggest struggles that parents face and probably people in general is um, it's one thing to say, yeah, we should go out this weekend. Yeah, let's 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 plan whatever. Then nobody takes the lead and nothing happens or it's a pain in right. the ass because you've got six right. different group chats or, you know, two people. Mm -hmm. Maybe you don't want to share their phone numbers, their emails and stuff like that. So um, the no code bubble tool that I'm developing is, um, you know, to, to be quite honest, it, it's similar to like Discord or Slack where it's meant to be like an a a. I guess like a chat room. We're almost coming full circle back to chat rooms, I guess. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it, it, the way I'm the way I'm designing it is is to facilitate uh, uh, meetups. So like like planning an event, and I, and I actually am going through this right now with with my cousins and my brother um, and sister while I'm here in town. We're trying to plan a day, and you get all these random texts. So I can't do four sixteen. I can't do this day. Oh, we've got the nobody's taking the right. lead. Whatever. So the way I'm trying to design this is like, you know, it's a chat room group chat, which you can just send a link. And you're you're invited, so you don't have to worry about getting email addresses or sharing a phone number or email address with people that don't want it. Uh, and then there's right. going to be like a, a functionality for like uh, making it easier to pick a date and time and place. So I'm I'm building all this stuff. So I'm right, using right. that as a as a complementary to facilitate parent meetups, which is again a mm -hmm. big struggle for parents because we have the kids involved as well. So I'm going to use this kind of side project to hopefully funnel people into this other one. And even just funnel them back this way and say, oh, you're trying to meet up? Good. Check out this other side. So, uh, yeah, I'm trying to create Absolutely. this, like, you know, multiple projects coming together in an ecosystem. If it works, then I'll pay developers to add it to the app and, you know, cash my million dollar, millions of dollars of checks and, and retire early. You know, that's the hope. I, and I'm going to I'm going to give you another idea that I think it's uh, uh, that I haven't seen out there that I think you should use as a as a potential funnel. I think a, a lot of parents. Um, and this is just me talking to uh, uh, friends that we have that are parents, and you could probably agree or disagree. Um, 
parents don't want their kids to have too many gifts. They rather have experiences. Yeah, so having a yeah. place where you actually buy somebody an experience, like a Disneyland ticket, or put it towards that. Like, be like, hey, you know, Johnny's like Disney fund, and it's like, hey, if you want to buy yeah. him an experience here, like, hey, he'll get like, you know, with ten bucks, he gets like two pretzels for the day or some shit. I don't know what it is, but like, you know, like kind of building almost like allowing people's money to build your experience so if you have two hundred dollars you could probably go a long way in a you know in a weekend at you know disneyland or, or wherever it is but um yeah uh, experience as i think right rather than like filling up with more toys and more this and more that go with like yeah. buying them like something to go out and do because especially now that all the shit's been pretty much lifted with covid that we can kind of just move forward yeah definitely i i i think that's 100 percent. my wife and i share that belief too where you know, we, we don't buy each other gifts for, for right. birthdays and Christmas and stuff. And, you know, we get, we'll get our kids gifts, but we are definitely more in the vein of, yes, let's do an experience. And, and yeah, definitely while we're here, that's what I'm trying to plan with, with my family and bring the kids somewhere. So there's like an Easter egg hunt coming here, but yeah, you're saying add like an additional component, which is like, well, it's, it's uh, little, little Johnny's birthday. And, uh, you know, we could rather than buy gifts, and just, just throw $10 in here and we're going to take them to Disneyland or whatever. Exactly, exactly. So every, every time somebody creates an account, basically they get like a, things that they want to do. They can pick like, I want to go to Disneyland, I want to go to Universal Studios, I want to go yeah. do this. And then based on those things, you just send somebody a link and be like, hey, instead of this year's birthday, or in text, whatever, instead of this year's birthday bringing gifts, like he's trying to go to these three things or go hiking or whatever it is, and he needs a few things and put it towards this because he wants to. And then, you know, you can upload pictures of that trip so that people don't feel like you're just being like a shady fuck type of thing <laughs> yeah, yeah well i'm pretty good with photoshop so you never know man i might be able to to put my kids at disneyland without exactly. actually going you know we'll see uh, I, I did want to ask you a little bit you mentioned that um yeah you, your blog posts that i've been sending traffic to your app you you wrote those in did you say 2019 you wrote them a long time ago yeah a long time ago so we've been creating contests since pretty much the app's been released um, okay, so do you have like linking and tracking that says like this is this download or, or whatever uh, KPIs you track was sent via this blog post or you're just kind of saying you've been producing content for a long time and now you're seeing traffic entering through the, the site itself? And where, yeah, where I'm so going with this, uh, basically, so yeah, yeah, go ahead. I'll say where I'm going with this is just like the concept of how long it takes for like content to like specific content or, or like figuring Long out what time. is hitting and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, I'm trying to just think through that a little bit. Yeah. So we, we went, uh, so we did two things. So I think like app, being on the app store, first and foremost, I think just gives you like an ultimate amount of like, especially if you're one of the first ones with, let's say for us, when I was thinking about this app, I simply typed in tool rental and there was nothing in the app store. So I was like, wait a minute, this can't be like, did yeah, I misspell yeah. something? So yeah, that's that's like basically number one. Yeah, you're probably getting the same thing. Number one issue is like people type it in. It's not there. OK, let's go build it. So um, that's like probably number one. The second part is people are Googling all the time uh, tool rental app, tool rental, local tool rental, whatever that is. And um, for the time that we started delivering content, which was I think. I want to say it was the beginning of 2019 is when we kind of hit the, you know, hit a lot of the little points. 
Um, we started really driving just basically touching on tool rental, DIY projects, everything in that surrounding sort of house of like tool rental and using tools. I mean, we have one that's simply about like um, the top, like I think 20 or something or top 100 or top 50 Airbnbs in the US that were, you know, built in a certain way or whatever it is that was more DIY style. So we just did like relevant content to like get people to simply value that content for its own and then being like oh shit spirit tools wait what like because we focus we really focus on that brand awareness at the, at the same time so those two kind of things really hit together really well and um for us we get i mean i get probably i w- i don't want to say every day but probably every other day some sort of like hey i'd like to write for your blog or hey i'd love to like mm. do something for the app or hey you know that sort of thing so people are just like responding and it's all coming like we can track that but like it's all coming from from the blog post and and we can see overall traffic right we can we can see and then like on the website we have like our utm tracking where it's like oh if they hit this button and they leave the page then we know they came through and they want to download it or whatever so yeah. Uh, yeah. apple doesn't give you too much like you know, the privacy stuff nowadays, especially. So you don't know exactly like how many people, but as long as they go to the page, it's pretty easy to know that they downloaded or not downloaded after you see all the numbers at the end of the week. Yeah, I gotta, I really, I gotta admit, I fell into the trap of like, oh, I created this great product uh, and it's gonna take off, you know, to the top as soon as, as soon yeah. as I post three posts about it. And man, if I can absolutely not, you know, like you get four likes, yeah, you know, five likes, right? Yeah, yeah. And it just, and, and it got, it did get frustrated, got disheartening in a lot of ways um, to the point where even, even now I'm, I'm struggling to like get over that hump of like, just put it out there, just put it out there. Uh, don't worry about the yeah. likes for now because it's cumulative in a way, right? It's like sooner or it's later, you're going to get someone's, someone's going to hit, get that message sooner or later, right? Uh, just put it out there. So I'm, I'm even, even now I'm still struggling with that. I still have that constant, that like, um, uh, fear of like screaming into the ether, uh, into the abyss, right? It's like, nobody's listening to me. Yeah, uh, it, exactly. It like that. So I gotta, I've been trying to like psych myself to get over that, you know? I think, I think there's, uh, I mean, you probably notice this more than anything is like, there is room for that, like that content. So for you to really drive what here, here's what I would really uh, focus on rather than building what you're building on bubble. And I don't think that's a bad idea necessarily. I would actually go the other way and, um, spend that time, uh, build whatever features you need to build, anything that you need to build on the app, expand it to the next, like, you know, uh, platform or whatever it might be. But I think you should go about like really becoming the solution for those people that are searching for that content um, you know, on Twitter, whether it's like parenting related from a dad perspective. And I think the way you leverage that across different mediums, like I think TikTok for you is going to be a game changer. And I think you need to just almost like run like a very quick survey, like ads where you just, I don't know, spent, I don't know, $500,000, whatever it might be. And you're just like, I'm literally looking for just like somebody to give me a yes or a no and be like, are you having trouble, you know, finding other uh, parents that are, you know, whatever the phrasing you want to use. And from that, you can get re- the information to be like, oh, this is how many people said yes. And this is how many people said no. And then you could kind of start twirling the ads in that sense. I think TikTok, because uh, the way I look at it is like human behavior is like kids will see that shit. And if it's catchy or whatever it is, and parents are on TikTok now too. Yep. Um, well, when they see it, they're going to tell their parents, they're going to be like, hey, 
you were, you know, maybe they're talking about it at home. It's like, it's going to trigger something. If it fits the, the, the right parent, it's going to trigger something in the kid to be like, Hey mom, like you can just go on this website and find somebody that we can go meet up with or something like that. So I would start even like there, man, I think that can actually really, really help you, especially I, I think between content and creating really that content on Twitter and becoming sort of the person that's like, being not, I don't want to say you have to be like the dad of fucking Twitter, but that'd be kind of cool too, right? That'd like great, having yeah. that pers- perspective <laughs> yeah. of like, hey, as a parent, these are the things I'm going through every day and just document the shit that your kids are saying, the shit that they're doing, what you're realizing, what's the problem when you yep. go meet up with parents and start building that framework. Because at the end of the day, when people look at you and look at your company and then they see your Twitter, then they're going to be like, oh shit, this guy's been doing this for a while. There's something here. And then it's going to be that much you know, more effective, I think. So um, that's one thing that I've personally been like struggling with on my end with like newsletters and different things is that I'm not a writer at the end of the day, but I know when I do write, like when I, whenever it is like by hand or mostly on the, on the laptop, like it just does so much for me. And I have so many things I want to get out there, even if it's like, you know, just one paragraph, but I think the, the consistency thing is like a really, really big issue for a lot of people, especially with all these little pings here, Slack, Twitter, blah, 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 like all these things fucking firing all over the place. Dude, it's really hard to, it's really easy to lose that momentum. And I think like for you, I would go about, I would, I would spend your time and efforts really creating daily content around that and creating a newsletter and maybe making it a paid newsletter to help those parents out and target them on Facebook and then like use your business as basically like the anchor to everything. It's like, this is sponsored by this business. This, everything is that's the backbone of yeah. everything. This is just front loading the content. Yeah, that, that, you're 100 percent right. I agree with you. I, I actually, yeah, I gotta just get over that initial hump and just start like you make said, a community on Twitter, the, Tom. Yeah. Make a community on Twitter and just invite dads. Anyone that has like a title and like dad of four or whatever it is, just go in there and be like, hey, I'm just creating this because I see a That's problem. A and if you, got, you know what I mean? Like create a yeah. community, dude, and just hit people that way because I think at the end of the day, if they don't share it, they don't have to accept the invite. Like right. they'll they'll join only if you'd be like, oh man, somebody's actually doing this. And maybe there's other idea. people, but become one of them at least and have like a have a little market share of like that dad on Twitter like momentum. Yeah. That's a great idea, actually. I'm gonna I'm gonna steal that from you, man. I'm sorry. I'll, no, I'll, give, you, I'll give you credit. I'll tag you in a no, couple posts or something. No, like you're you're I'll, good, I'll, man. I'll, Just I'll, take I'll it and a, run. Uh, I, I just hope it works, dude. I'll start with that, right? (laughs) (laughs) No, man, I just hope it helps because I think it's like you have to get like, especially when you're doing everything by yourself, man, like I'm very fortunate to be able to like have built a team and, uh, and, and have resources to be able to like do this. But dude, at the end of the day, like I'm burning cash like no other because like I'm just really investing in myself. And I, I think a lot of the things that I'm starting to realize a lot more now um because we're doing like on the agency side like you said we're just like doing like the whole flywheel thing right like we built the agency we have the clients we have the revenue coming in now we're like okay what can we do to put that to use in our own world okay let's create a direct-to-consumer brand let's create an app let's create a product let's create a different agency doing this like creating these things but it's it's very tough man like my biggest my my success every day is making payroll if i make payroll i'm good i don't care about fucking anything else dude honestly because i just know that investing in myself and what i want to do is like the real way to go about it and that's been my biggest like motivation honestly because i'm like dude gotta get gotta get hacky you gotta get weird you gotta get like find ways to like figure out what people want and what they don't want and you're a you're a project manager so i want to touch on this really quickly because like 
I think for us, it's always like stay organized, do this, do that, make sure things are moving along and all this. Dude, Twitter and all this shit out there is like the wild, wild west, dude. None of that stuff works. None of it works, dude. It's it's crazy to think about, but like all of that shit goes out the window and you just got to go out there and start like hitting swings and hopefully you hit one little home run or you get to first base and then you're like, okay, got here. Let me get to the next one and next one and next one. And then you'll just start to figure out what the, what the solution is because it's tough, dude. It's fucking tough. Yeah, dude, I, I realized um, you're 100% right, agree 100%. I realized that, yeah, I did. I came into this whole entrepreneur thing with with timelines in my mind. Yeah, I kind of had the project manager mind, so I'm going to do this, and then in six months, I'm going to yeah. go after VC funding, and then in five years, I'm going to sell it for $500 yeah. million, dollars, right? <laughs> right? Of course, um, and, it, and it reminds me, right. um, the parallels are with, honestly, with raising kids. I mean, you go into parenting. Of course. And really with anything, I mean, there's so many parallels to a lot of things, but the lesson for, for like uh, the lesson for what you just said, and like it registered with me recently because I've been watching my daughter is finally starting to not finally, I shouldn't say, but she's starting to do things that we've been like, uh, pumping into her like a lot. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm choosing my words very poorly, but what I'm, but playing the long game is the way to go, right? Step by step by step. And it's just, and, and I, dude, I it's like training Twitter. a dog. It's like training. It's tra- I'm doing the same exact thing you know, with my dog. Thing. dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I gotta, what I gotta just tell myself is that as I pump these Twitter, these tweets out and these blog posts, as I pump them out, even if they're not the best thing in the world, just like not every day with my daughter is the best, meaning I don't do my best all the time. And I'm tired, and so sometimes, you know, when the kids are going crazy, I just put the TV on. That's something I said I'd never do, right? But you know, I'm fucking tired, man. The TV's going yeah. on, and that's the end of it. But even still, it's not enough to like exactly. derail me because I'm still there. She's still next to me. Um, you know, my kids still see me every day, or, or yeah, every day, right? I don't travel, so the fact that I'm there, I'm consistent, I'm showing up, even if every day is not perfect, it's it's accumulating to the point where, uh, you know, now she's she's doing great. She's she's eating by yeah. herself. She's saying like please and thank you. She's being a little sweetheart all the time, and and that's you get it. to watch like this thing that's been causing you so much stress for like an extended period of time because they literally can't exist without you. So you've got to do everything. All of a sudden, they're doing things for themselves. Similar, like I think what you're saying with the blog post. Like it's just now the, the snowball's rolling, right? You've been putting it out there, yeah. And uh, the, the avalanche is coming, and it's it's the same. So I've I've recently realized that when I when I saw my daughter kind of doing doing things that we've been kind of drilling into her mind for a long time and it's the same with this business it's, so I mean, rewarding. it's all the same it's all the same it's rewarding yeah definitely it's now so it's so rewarding and it's and it's and it's exactly and and so for me it's like always uh, my my approach and this is why i i believe this is one of the core things that like at my agency that we never took on like hey we're gonna do paid ads or we're gonna do you know this paid marketing avenue we do everything else but that's like one part that i'm like you know what there's a lot more at stake there because that's like an engine when you throw your money you can you can fine tune it you can make all the, the right moves but at the end of the day unless you really are focused and that's your full-time job like you don't go down that route because it's a lot of money it's like i mean we our clients are like you know spending so much money i mean we have clients spending like two to three thousand dollars a day if not more just on like facebook ads and it's like that that gets really fucking expensive when you add up a whole month you know what i mean so it's one of these things where you take a responsibility and they expect you know between three to five times roi like on all those ads that go out you got to make that money back three or four times and it's like damn that's crazy to like bet on that but at the end of the day when it works it works but my problem has always been it's not authentic because when you cut that thing off 
unless those customers, you get that flywheel on the email or on the text messages or whatever it is, if you're not constantly pumping them to do, to buy from you, they're going to stop buying. Yeah, so for yeah. me, the content is always going to be like the most powerful because that's always going to bring in that same piece of content that might have brought in 10 people in the beginning because potentially now can bring in 10,000 people depending on what part of life people are in and what they're searching for. It yeah. might not resonate right now, but it's going to resonate at some point if you're in that wheelhouse of like the customers we're looking for. So yep. to me, that's always been the long game. And, and and my CEO at the agency, Grace, she's like always on client calls, whatever it is. It's always like, you know what? We can help you with that. But what we really believe in is like the content driven shit because it's, it's really makes a it makes an impact when it's done right. And and then you always got to choose because you got to go with the SEO route where you're like, hey, everything's word uh, uh, keyword optimized and I want to get the most bang for my buck and all this. But I think there's also something to say about like character, right? Like being funny in those blog posts and not always chasing like the SEO like thing, like have people organically be like, dude, this is one of the best things I've read. And there's maybe no SEO keywords, but like those are the kind of things you could throw in there when you start building up that momentum and building up that engine. So, um, yeah, the consistency, I think that's that's one thing that's like been on my wall for the past two years is like just being consistent with absolutely everything that I do. And it's really, really tough, man. Like you wake up and you just feel like shit and you're like, I got to put this out today. God, damn. you know what I mean? Like it's, it's tough, dude. It's tough, but yeah, it, I've been, uh, it's, I have, a, I have a podcast for you to listen to. That'll get you like motivated in this, in this like mind frame. <laughs> Send it, it's man. called yeah, the, Nathan, it. the Nathan Berry Show. It's basically the art of newsletters. And he basically talks to people who are just simply building audiences. And some of those audiences, whether it's newsletters or whatever it is, um, people actually go to the point where they're reaching so many people that people are requesting them to tie some sort of product to it that they can buy something, right? Because let's say it's like a health person or fitness person. It's like, okay, but where can I buy you know, that protein or whatever. And they're just like, all right, you know what? I'm going to go create a brand now. I have all the audience that I need. I have 200,000 people on this like newsletter list. If I drop anything right now, and if I convert even 2% of those people, and I'm probably going to convert way more than that because they listen to me and they read my shit all the time. Let's say I convert 5% of that. That's a nice little like bump in, you know, like revenue and dopamine and all these other things to just keep you going. But I mean, dude, you don't get there just overnight and being like, hey, I built it. Like, Sometimes I, I mean, dude, I fall for that trap all the time. I'm not going to yeah. sit here and lie about it. Like I built it now who's searching, finding me like that sort of thing. And it's like, no, I mean, that's cool. You'll get those people, but there's going to be a lot of people that are going to need that nudge and they're going to need like, Hey, go try this out. Trust me. Like this shit will fucking help you. Yeah. I really, um, I really have to figure out how to structure my day in such a way that I can commit time to creating the content. I have a long list yeah. of my ideas, blog posts, even like ideas for tweets, ideas for Instagram. I've got Canva stuff kind of sitting there that I need to clean up. I have so much shit just flying around in my brain. And, you know, because I'm doing this part time or, or I, I want to do this full time, of course. Right. But of it's, course. it's, it's on the side right now and it's outside of a full time product tech job and two kids uh, and a wife, of course, you know, I can't, can't yeah. neglect her hundred uh, percent. In addition to that, I gotta, I gotta work out because it's a key part of you know, keeping my sanity, um, and other activities like that. So the biggest thing I got to figure out how to do is just make that time. Cause like I tell myself, Oh, there have been many days where I've woken up at 4am. Uh, and, and I was like, here we go. You know, I'm gonna drink some coffee and I'm gonna, I'm gonna knock this shit out. And my daughter has some kind of mind connection with me because then she wakes up at 4:30 because that's her, you know, she just decided it's it. So the day just goes to shit from there, you know? 
and that's the struggle with parenting and really Dude. doing anything but stacking you know two jobs on top of that and i mean I, i'll tell you truthfully i was in a major burnout zone uh honestly I'm, I'm kind of still in it but like i since from the beginning of this year probably through like mid-march i was in like a major burnout zone dude like i couldn't even i didn't even touch my app i just like logged in just to make sure everything's running i could i just couldn't couldn't do it so burnt out uh and i'll tell you to be honest the other day i went in a sensory tank deprivation uh, sensory deprivation tank have you have you heard about these yeah yeah, yeah bro it fucking no changed. i haven't i have one right down the street from my house go 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 tonight go tomorrow go sometime this week go if you i i i can't tell you basically i'm going to keep going uh because it, to me it's it, you know it, it's similar i think to like meditation or working out where the the positive effects are cumulative right. so the more you do it so i'm going to go again mm -hmm. but just even that first session it just blew my mind it, it it relaxed me beyond belief kind of brought some things into clarity stuff like that um anybody listening to this well again this is my personal experience my beliefs all that stuff it may it right, was right, very right. Of very course, of very course. positive outcome for me to do the sensory deprivation tank um of course everyone's gonna have different experiences i'm, gonna, I'm that. i mean but yeah I, yeah I, of yeah. course <laughs> and and that's that's one thing that i think uh I, my girlfriend's uh sister uh actually uh, bought me for my birthday in i want to say it was 2019 to be honest with you literally like a gift card and like a pack of like salt i guess that they give you because you have to throw it in there or whatever it is i don't even know how it works and for some reason i never took her up on it and i was cleaning up my office not too long ago i still see that gift card and i just like put it downstairs and i was like you know what i'm gonna actually go do this one of these days because like do why it. not you know so uh, i mean i hear joe rogan talk about it all the time and he's like yeah. dude, i bought one I, I love him so much i like bought one and i'm like oh man that that must be epic so it's like those plunge baths right like when you get into like the plunge bath and you have the ice bath and the fucking it's like 32 yeah. degrees or whatever it is like below i don't know what it is and you just like dump into one of those like that's kind of the same thing you just shock your body in a way that like you know it, it does something different for that for that moment yeah well I, I think i think yes uh except it's not so much of a shock as it is like a slow roll you, you, so i was in there for an hour and the way that it functions is yeah, it's like a big bathtub and, it, and there's variations to it. But the one I went to is a big bathtub and it's loaded with, I think the guy said it's like 800 pounds of salt. So like it's more salt that's in the dead oh, sea. Wow. And so what happens is you lay there and you know, I mean, I'm a big guy. I, I yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. a hefty dude, right? Uh, lift weights, you know, love to eat all that stuff. Uh, weigh about 230 pounds, something like that. And uh, you know, I just floated on top of the water, like to the point where you just there's no um there's no tension in your body i don't need to do anything to keep myself above water uh you just float there even my head like i just laid back and wow. it was like there was a pillow there like it just there was no problem so what ends up happening wow. is you're able to like completely relax your body every single muscle like gets the gets the next hour off they don't have to do a single thing right and yeah maybe you get that in your bed right of course but the difference is when you're in this when you're in this salt water like after about after some period of time, because there's no concept of time in there because it's your, all of your senses are deprived. You don't even know right, where right, right. your skin ends and where the water begins. Like you become entirely submerged into this, this wow. tub of water and it, you literally lose the sense of touch. Like I'm talking everything. Like you don't feel anything. You become like this little wow. blob that exists in the water. There's no sound. There's no light. Uh, you can't tell if your eyes are open or closed. There was several times where I had to kind of go fast to see like where my eyelids were. Oh, um, <laughs> and like it's so I, I've, I've tried to meditate in the past because 
I, my mind is, is I have a very active mind. And so like I, I tried to meditate, yeah. never could do it. Same. I just got distracted and, and I, I struggled to keep the focus. Well, here it's like, there's no choice. You don't have a choice. You have literally nothing else to do, but lay there. And so after mm-hmm. again, extended period of time, the guy at the front desk says usually like 10 to 15 minutes, but I don't even know what it was. You like you zone out and I started to see like colors like there was like purple and pink oh, kind yeah. of flashing across my eyes. Um, I didn't see any hallucinations or anything like that. But yeah, it was it was just this this surreal experience where my brain was just like it, it became so like agitated. You, and then it just because it couldn't do anything else. There was yeah, nothing you've never had do. that before. I've never had it before. I've always had stimulation. Of, yeah. You know, phone's right here. It's literally yep. right here. I, I'm yep. struggling to resist even looking at it for no reason. Right. Uh, and there was right. a point when I was in there, I was like, I need my phone. I like, I felt a little anxiety, just let it ride a little bit. And it went away. And when I walked out of there, man, I was in like a fucking dream state, dude. I was just like floating on a cloud, you know, just walking. The guy's like, how was it? Oh. Was like, mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, and so I <laughs> like nothing I've ever felt, you know, like I, I like to drink, you know, that's my own personal thing. I like to smoke weed again, my own personal yeah. thing. Can't, can't speak for what other people yeah. do, but that's my thing. Uh, and I enjoy it. Yeah. Um, but this was a whole nother level of just like what it did to my mind. Just put it in a completely different place. Uh, and I so, yes, it. I, love I it. recommend it. If yeah, I no, that, I definitely. I yeah, definitely. That it's like I said, it's been on, on my list. And uh, um, no, I, I absolutely love that. I think we all need to. I mean, I had to in December. I want to say it was December, uh, <clears throat> maybe November. I had to take like a whole week and I just literally took my dog and my truck and went down to like Pismo Beach and I was in the dunes down there. Uh, Just just did nothing, didn't bring my computer, didn't have anything. I literally had my iPad to do some writing if like something came to mind and just to like write things down or things that are in my brain or ideas that come about or whatever it is. But um, yeah, it was it was really, really interesting. And then like I came back and I was like so refreshed and then uh, my girlfriend and I kind of did the same thing between like the week of like uh, Christmas and like New Year's we both were like you know what she took her day off work I was just like you know what guys I'm disconnecting for this week until the new year and literally the entire week we were in like robes and doing puzzles and drinking tea and that was literally it dude like didn't didn't think about anything just watched a bunch of shows just did mindless things and just like lay on the floor for no reason like things that were just like non-existent to me in my everyday life because i'm like over here like oh i have to do this this person needs me here this you know what i mean it's like always the simulation like you said i mean i have to literally use my like do not disturb to not look at my phone. So it's not like popping off every time, you know, I get a text or whatever it is. So um, it's definitely uh, awesome to be able to do that. Um, To me, I've, man, I have a hard time meditating. Like that's like one thing that, oof, it's, it it goes, it goes one through those cycles of like, I'm there for 10 minutes and I feel like, is it done yet? Like, what do I do now? Like you're looking at the clock and the stage and it's so tough. And I listen to people all the time. I know. No, I was going to say that's exactly what I was. That's I'm always very envious of people that are just like, oh, yeah, I sit there for like an hour. I'm like an hour. Like what? I can't even do 10 minutes. Like when I get to like minute five, I'm like, is it done yet? What do I do? I need to go do something. Was my phone on? Like, oh, man, it's it's so messed up, dude. It's so messed up. Yeah, I, I, I've always wished that I could because I've always loved to watch. <laughs> I love anime and I love watching like ninja and samurai shit. And they always they meditate for so long and then they're like super strong and they can, you know, zip you right. know, super fast and so i've always been like oh yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna start meditating yeah. so that i can 
I can achieve that state of speed. Obviously, never fucking works. Obviously, yeah. you know. But um, I've always been wanting. To <laughs> <laughs> I've, yeah, I've always wanted to be a ninja. And, uh, meditation. That's the only thing keeping me from doing it. But um, yeah, I, I uh, <laughs> I've never been able to do it. But this this sensory deprivation tank, did, I think it did it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and try to do it again and see. You know, it's my hope that I do it a few times and then maybe I can train my brain to be like, all right, look, you know, we're not in the tank, but remember you did it. So let's, let's try it again. Maybe, you know, at a level here. It's possible. Like it's It's possible. possible. We can do this on our own now. We can do it. Exactly. No, that's, that's awesome. And uh, let me ask you, so how long have you been a a product manager and, and how did you get into that piece, you know? into that side of the business in terms of tech? Did you just never want to be a developer? Because that was my thing. I was a project manager and I just was like, development is just not for me. Like, I'm just yeah. not doing this. I, yeah, I was in consulting and I was doing doing project management and um, I met, uh, I've been doing, so I have my black belt in Krav Maga out here in Los Angeles at a gym. And um, I was at a Krav Maga gym and there was a lot of people coming and this one guy, he and I started becoming friends and he said he worked for this tech, this company in tech. And I told him that I was doing project management and what I was doing specifically was um, I was kind of running a data and analytics organization within a consulting firm. So we weren't like super sophisticated in terms of um, the tech we used. It was actually really rudimentary, a lot of Excel spreadsheets, a lot of things like that. But like a lot of the general concepts um, were there. So we were just talking about it. And he said he had an opening at his at his uh, company for a program management job for data engineering and analytics. And I was in way over my fucking head, man. I was like, yeah, I'll do it. Typical, just like I can do anything kind of mindset, you know, which which has served me right, well, right, but right. is also extremely stressful because I remember, you know, I, I was able to. <laughs> so I did a ton of research ahead of the time uh, and I went into the interviews and I was able, I think, to, to make it sound like I knew what I was talking about, even though I had no idea. And then I get there like on the first day and I'm just I mean, half of my time was spent Googling words that people were saying because I had no idea what what any of the stuff was, you know. Um, so that's how that's I got into it. Though. I was a program manager and my career has kind of evolved as I was doing that more. You know, I, I don't really basically after a while, I kind of I, I don't like project management. Um, but, well, let me clarify that. I don't like corporate project management where it's like a lot of right. overhead and it's like you have to produce this exact report and et cetera, et cetera. I like the concept of moving projects along, but just right. within PMO orgs, within like Agile and Scrum and stuff like that, it can get the overhead can just get painful to me you know i'd rather be building something i'd rather be creating value rather than kind of pushing something along not to say that those jobs are not valuable like yes they're needed but they're they're like they're like peanuts compared to like what you can do by yourself basically yeah and and, and what i saw was there was like the product org they were like the rock stars right i mean they were the ones creating the shit like they're the ones who who do it so i'm like oh that's what i want to do and it took a while for me to get into the into product itself um just because like waiting for openings and things like that. And everyone kept saying, oh, you've got great project management experience. Go do that. It's like, no, man, I want I want product. So anyway, I got into it. Long story short, I got into it um, and I've been enjoying it. And it, it served me well enough that I could go and create this app with, to be honest, not that much difficulty. It really was not that difficult. Marketing it is a fucking, as we've been talking about, that's the difficulty. Yeah. Creating the app itself, the research needed, even the UI UX design, like I, I did pay a designer, but I did all the wireframes. I was like, it's got to look like this. Here's the, the flow, the workflow of this, 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 and this. I wrote up all the, the stories for my developers. Um, I did all that stuff. I just didn't write the code. And I didn't do like the, the I, again, I did the, the initial design, but I didn't finish it. Um, 
so yeah, it, it, it turns out I'm naturally good at it, and so it's what I love doing, and, and it's um, I'm really glad that I was able to pivot in this into into my career. I really like building shit. That's kind of what I learned. That's awesome because that's literally that that's literally what I'm like. The 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 ideas come to me, and I'm like, you know what? I know exactly how this needs to. Yeah. work I, I i have the conceptual framework here that i know you know if user does this do this do that you like you know the user stories and all that other stuff like but um it's just very very tough for me to uh sometimes really put that into like you know every single little step i'm more like hey let me brain dump this and do my version which is usually like one or two pages and then like hand it off to my like product manager to be like hey like this is kind of like where we're going. Like, what's your feedback on this? And like, yeah. kind of work with her on getting it dialed into a point where it's not just like, it's it's not a, a, my my idea can be like the initial thing, but the whole piece is like, here's just the idea of like what the problem that I have, yeah. and um and then just kind of take it from there. So that's always been like my side of things. But you know, I I, I wanted to say because whenever I whenever I jump into a new project or whatever it is, I always am like. I always feel like the project management, the setup part and like getting the ball rolling is like, to me, it's like snap of your fingers. You know what I mean? Get everything dialed in really quickly, get everything uh, rolling. And then I think to myself about people who don't have that skill or, or don't have that technical expertise. And I'm like, damn, you're literally taking like, hey, build me this app. And then somebody else is going out there and doing this for you. And then you're wasting way more time and money and not wasting. I mean, that's part of the process if you don't know how to do it. But it's like, to me, like the worst, we're already like two, three, four steps ahead, just being able to like set this up ourselves and then just even hand it off to a development team and be like, if you build this, I might have not covered everything, but if you build this, we're going to be at a really good place to like have yeah. an actual product. Yeah, it's funny. I actually, um, the, the dev team I worked with was great. They were fantastic. Actually a group out of the Ukraine and actually I, I should probably reach out to them, make sure they're doing okay. They were great. Um, but I did kind of have a little, a little, um, I guess you'd call it struggle with them or even a beef because they, they kept wanting me to pay for a product owner or product manager. And I'm like, no, dude, I'm gonna, I want to do that. I can do this. This is my job. Like, let me just do this, yeah. you know? Um, so we ended right. up with some little bit of friction there. I ha ended up having to pay regardless. But you're right. Like if I, you know, for someone who doesn't know how to do that, it would like they did. They basically gave me a discount on it because I did the bulk of the work. But if I hadn't, yeah, my costs right. would have been even dramatically more than what than what they were. And it's 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 a great skill to have if you're trying to build stuff. I actually, I I um, it wasn't until really wasn't until the pandemic and I and I experienced this specific problem, which is not having friends that have kids, that I actually like uh, realized that I could build shit from nothing. Like I was always doing it in a corporate yeah. capacity, but the ideas are similar to what you said. Like somebody came and said, Hey, you know, we've got to do this, um, figure it out. And okay, fine. But they gave me the first idea, the roadmap, all that stuff. This entrepreneur journey, right. like um, this is me by myself. I literally went from the idea to launching an app in the app store. And it really wasn't that difficult for me. Truthfully, I hate to sound like I'm cocky or anything like that, but no, I mean, what I realized as I was going through the process was like, this is my home. This is what I'm meant to do. Like project management. Yeah, I can right. do it, but I kind of hate it. And, and like, I don't want to do it, but this is where I'm happy. Like I enjoyed and, the actual experience of it, you know? And, and so to me, it's like, it was great. I, one, I was able to launch something that I, that solves my own problem. And two, I was like, I kind of discovered uh, what I'm, who I was, who I'm, what I'm good at. And this is all I want to do at forever is, is just build shit and ideally within the entrepreneur world, but we'll see how it goes, you know? 
Yeah, absolutely. And 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 I'm a I'm honestly a true believer and I think you touched on this in the beginning when you said like I'm building this other product and to me it's always like it's like the 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 rock in the hard place uh, uh, thing. Like you get stuck. Like you're like, okay, I have this product and it's it's up and running and all this. But then I have like these other five ideas that I just need to like get out there. And yeah, that's yeah. honestly one of the things that um, <laughs> it kind of goes two ways. Like in my in my day to day like service agency where we pretty much kind of dedicate ourselves to Shopify and e commerce and all this other stuff. Um, that becomes a little bit overwhelming, not just for my team, but also for my clients, because everyone's just like, well, yeah, we know we have a thousand ideas, but we can't do all of them. And it's like, mm-hmm. I'm not asking you to do all of them, but like, there's a lot you can do. Like, let's just take one of these pathways and then they'll just like unravel more ideas in my brain. So like, you know, let's talk memberships and then we'll go down that road of how we retain people and how we do all these things. And, um, it kind of got to a point where it was just like, like if a client asked me like, what would you do in this situation? I'm like, oh, thank you. Like, let me write you up a whole book right now really quickly type of thing. But um, that's kind of where I had to like figure out myself a little bit more too. I went through a little bit more of a phase, even like, you know, talking way more on the phone than I really had to or or whatever it is, like just kind of like brain dumping so much on people. And it was just like, whoa, dude, you need to like slow the fuck down. And I came kind of came to realize I'm like, you know what? I don't really need to slow down. I just not need to not be in this environment. Like I need to take myself out of this because it's not it's not for me in the sense of like what I can be creatively effective. Right now I'm just being a salesperson. I'm being a business owner. I'm not being a creative. And I like being able to throw my ideas at the wall and go somebody go like tap into the, the back end side of things. Like let's figure out if this is even doable. Like yeah, how do we yeah. monetize this? What are some, you know, like it allows me to explore and I'm not the person person that sits there and does research dude like i'm one of those people that i'm like dude uh you can create this for five cents like okay cool like let's go let's let's take that and let's just run and go start creating something i don't sit here and like oh we need to go do this we need to go do that dude i register a domain name a business idea and this and that within like span of 15 minutes i'm like we're going for this like let's just let in the past I'd say week we've like started three projects and we've stopped on all of them because of like technical uh, restrictions where we're just like, they just don't allow us to do this or certain partners don't give us access to that API or whatever it is. And I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, now on to the next thing. Like no harm, no foul type of thing. Like let's just yeah. keep going because we're going to hit something and then we're just going to keep producing, keep producing. And we're going to create a little flywheel across all these different products that is going to help people in so many different ways. And um, yeah, we're working on like two things right now that are just like super simple, but they have such a big effect that I think you as a product manager um, and we could chat more about this later but like that you would actually appreciate because I think a, a lot of a lot of project managers have an issue with like keeping organizations like in line on certain topics and certain things and we created basically a tool that bridges the gap between like fragmented conversations and all the tools that you like like have out there like the slacks the asanas the jiras the all these other things like this tool is basically like the medium ground that like all the information kind of gets tied into this like timeline format so you can always go back and reference to like you know conversations or tools or tasks or whatever else it is it's That's it's really cool, cool. i'll send actually, you an yeah. invite yeah. yeah it's i'll send yeah. you an invite i think you'll actually really like appreciate it from a product manager because you're like oh fuck i don't have this anywhere type of thing and it's like this little tool it's like a chrome extension basically but it just like it fixes this problem that we used to have and i'm like i'm so glad that we went through and built this because until this day i haven't found anyone that that's done it and now we're like ready to kick it into gear and really go you know into a different direction with it yeah that's a great idea man because i while building all of this i've 
you know, I've utilized Fiverr. I've, I have Slack conversations. I have emails. Uh, I have Trello um, stuff that I've done. I did stuff in Miro, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, even rem- yeah. You know, I'm on Notion now. But um, even just remembering where all my shit is can, can kind of be a hassle sometimes. Yeah. So, yeah, that sounds like a really cool thing, especially making it chronological, which is always one of the big things too, right? Like, when did you say that? Because I got yeah. into some stuff with the, with the dev guys and, again, great people. But we had some uh, disputes about what was said at certain okay. times. And so I had to comb through my Slack that, and I'm like, nah, there it is. I did say it. You know, Dude, that's literally like you just touched the perfect point disputes, on, right? on, yeah. on that entire problem. That's literally yeah. the problem that we had. On, yeah, that's a good, that's a good, uh, on the service thing. side of the business. Yeah. yeah, it's on the service side of the business because somebody was like, no, you you guys said you guys were going to build this page for us. And we're like, no, we didn't even put that into the proposal. And it's like, no, it wasn't in an email. And it's like, whose email? Like, we have five people touching this conversation right now. Who the, f- you know what I mean? So yeah. anyways, and it was just one of these things where, um, yeah, man, I'll send it to you. And I think you're going to be like, dude, this is sick. And hopefully you'll think it's sick and and we're expanding the product right now to like have a little bit more of the features that i kind of you know setting up like project templates and different things like that but um yeah we're it's it's like one one source of truth basically that's like really what like what it comes down to yeah and that's that's des- desperately needed you know like at, at my company like we use confluence but we also use like other tools like there's there's quip there's box there's dropbox there's like all this slack messages yeah. blah blah, blah. And you can't remember who said what and where and stuff like that. So even even corporations could use this thing. That's great. Um, and what you've been saying yeah. as you've been talking, it, it, it's got me thinking about some some like of the journeys that I've been going through uh, mentally with this entrepreneur thing. Because uh, going back to yeah. something you said earlier, it's kind of been sticking in my head. It's kind of funny. Um, you were like, and I it's sticking in my head because it's like fuck this guy's right. You're like, you know, don't focus <laughs> on this new this new project. Instead, spend your time on marketing, right? And so. What I've what I've experienced since I began going down this entrepreneur journey is like, especially once the app was released, I was like, I can't fucking believe this. I created something and now it's in the app store. So now my mind is just everywhere yep. else. What else can I create? What else can I create? What else can I create? Uh, yeah, and, you know, and I'm almost Dude. neglecting. I'm, I am neglecting the marketing for my baby, my first baby, because like now my brain is just, well, I can solve this problem. You know, I hear a friend. Oh, I wish you could do this. Oh, you can do this. Actually, I know the tech solution to that. Uh, you know, give me two months and I'll have something for you. And then it's like, oh, fuck, I don't want to do that. But I, mean, I have these Tom, moments. I'm going like, to tell you, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you what's exactly. And I'm going to tell you what's been helping me with that. I, I'm, I fall into that same fucking trap, dude. Trust me. I'm not afraid to say it. And I'm actually happy I get to say it because I, I'm, I'm, it helps me work with myself on a lot of those things. Because at the end of the day, like I can have people telling me like, don't do that. Don't do that. I'm like, don't tell me what to do type of thing. Like, let me, let me, let me process my own thoughts type of, you know, situation. Um, but I think uh, at that point is where I take a step back as a, as a, as a project manager and you just look at it and you're like, okay, how do I now do these multiple things without breaking one or, or the other and going the other way? And what I came to figure out is that, and again, very different because I run an agency and, you know, all these other things, but like, for me, it's been, okay, this is going to be a focus, like this whole timeline thing that we're doing. Okay, this is going to be a focus. We need to dedicate one person, at least part-time to start with. It doesn't need to be the full-time person. Just to simply focus every breathing minute that they're on like this team and they're bringing value and they're getting paid for their time. 
I need them to just basically start like doing things around marketing here because that allows me to do, to amplify it hopefully at some point or continue to like do my version of it. There needs to be a standard like product version of it, meaning like, you know, we have the social stuff going on, consistency there, like building that consistency on multiple levels. I think for me, what I came to realize, it's like I needed to like rediscover what my true value is and my true value is knowing how to delegate and when to delegate. And I think yeah. that's been the biggest learning lesson for me over the past years. Like all these ideas pop off and I'm like, you know what? I need people to first hold me accountable for those ideas and say, you you said this and we're going to build it and we're going to go and build it. But I also need somebody to be like, you know, more in the in the gist of like, OK, uh, well, when we get to this point, like we need to get these like five things, make sure on the marketing side they're lined up. So right now I'm actually in the process of pushing that towards somebody else from a delegation perspective of finding the right person that's going to be a good fit for the team. And I'm not saying like all they're going to do every breathing minute they're here is just going to be working, working, working. But the whole goal is to like get that consistency going so that we can create it maybe even more, you know, efficiently or easier for us to maintain in the future. But I need somebody to take control because that's going to that's going to pull me away from building other things. And I don't want to be pulled away from that because that's where I flourish and I want them to flourish where they flourish. So it's like finding those seats that people want to sit at at the table because I invite everybody to the table. I'm not the person that's like, you're just going to work in the background or whatever. It's like, no, come to the table, share your ideas. What are you good at? What do you want to do? What do you not want to do? That's also very, very important. Like if you don't want to do social media marketing, then don't. But like we need to supplement that somehow do you have somebody that you want to bring in it's like all these questions come about and i think you have to just take a step back and be like okay what am i good at i'm good at delegating let me find somebody even if it's somebody like overseas or whatever it is that's going to be a little bit more cost effective than somebody in the u.s it's fine just let them be the person that holds you accountable to continue pushing forward what you actually want to do so I, that's great and it's something i've been kicking around in my head just like do I hire somebody to do every CEO, something? every yeah. founder needs somebody to hold them accountable for the things that because that's the, that's the reason we're in the position that we are. Right. It's like I came up with one idea. I pushed through it. I created it. It's doing well. Now I can kind of continue to do that. But at the same time, it's like there's also additional things you have to do every day. I mean, there's legal shit, there's taxes. You're not going to get time to do everything you want to do. And I don't want to fall behind. So, like, let me let me put my money where my mouth is. If I really believe in this product, let me bring the right people on board to push this forward. And then we can work together on kind of like amplifying different things. So you're you're. Do you I, I did you say you hire onshore or offshore and you're hiring these resources to kind of I mean, in my case, I would be hiring for marketing probably are you using like virtual assistants or like what's yeah. your method for for getting that done honestly we've had a lot i've had a lot of uh luck with uh with upwork some of the best people i've ever hired have been through upwork um and i don't know if that's just simply um you know I don't know what the reasoning for that is. I think Upwork does have a strong talent pool, but I think it's also targeting the right people, like not just leaving that job post open for anybody to apply, but like making the job post and then going and inviting people individually and being like, hey, I saw that you did this. Like, I really need that. Be very specific. Invite the few five, but give them a 
personal note to be like, this is why I'm inviting you because I feel like you would fit this bill of what I exactly need. Honestly, the uh, uh, Grace, who's the CEO at Taco, that's literally how I found her on Upwork was that I posted something. I was like, I need somebody to help me market my agency and this product I'm building, which is the tool rental app. And she came in, started helping me with that, grew into a creative director role, grew into a CEO at the company now, dude. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. And it's been like, three and a half, four years. So it's one of those things where it's like, I give people all the autonomy that they that they are willing to take on and the ownership. But I think for me, like the biggest thing that's hit is like hiring the right people in, in those little areas because I'm a, I'm a proponent of having a lot of mini teams doing multiple things rather than like having like one project and everybody's on one project because it just gets kind of tedious and boring at times. And I, I don't want to I don't want to be like the guy that walks in and is like con constantly like slouching around. Like I want to be excited about shit and I yeah. get excited about like building new stuff and improving and all that stuff. So, yeah. Um, so you hire, you, I guess my, my biggest thing with that is how much money is this going to cost me? Right. Especially with bootstrapping, especially with two kids and all that stuff. So, uh, are you, can of you give me any indication of how much you, you spend on that? Or if you can't, it's totally cool. But I'm just curious, like, what would you, what do you um, allocate for something like that? Honest, like a part-time kind of thing. Um, honestly, I would say, um, you're probably part-time, probably looking to spend 40 to 50 grand a year on that person. Like, um, part, probably part-time, maybe a little bit more like in the 25 to 30 hour range type of thing. Yeah. Um, you'll be probably looking to spend that. So I'd say like, um, you know, the, the 35 to $40 an hour kind of gap is probably where you'll get somebody that's going to be able to push things forward. You could probably find two lower end people that are going to kind of work together with each other, maybe a lower cost. But then again, you're giving yourself that power of like, now I need to manage two people instead of one. And like, you have to kind of take the trade-offs because to me, the biggest like key word that I've been trying to hit on is like ownership and proactivity. And for me, like if you can't be proactive and like, like solve problems before they become some sort of big problem, then that's like a big issue because I don't want to micromanage. That's the biggest thing for me. Like I don't like micromanaging. I don't like overlooking people's shoulders. Like I just, yeah. I just want people to be in a position of power and be able to like move forward and, and make their own calls. And if they fuck up, dude, it's like, no one's going to like come down with a hammer on you. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. I wish, I wish I could spend 40, 50 grand on, on a part-time person. Um, I do not have that in my budget, unfortunately. Uh, I had I debated, I was looking at like some virtual assistants in like offshore to help with like one very specific mm -hmm. thing. And, um, some of the budgets for that was like seven, 800 a month. And I was like, okay, yeah, maybe I can swing that. But I don't think I would get the value, uh, oh, right. or I certainly wouldn't get the value out of, out of somebody who's 40, 50 grand, but I don't even know if I would get the value out of what I wanted from it for that, that amount of money. And then it's a question of, am I just pissing money away for nothing? You know, that sort of thing. So yeah, I, I think I think the other thing is to go kind of based off of interest and creating maybe some of these like local meetups and seeing the people that are, you know, maybe they, there's other people that are have full time jobs and they're like, dude, this is a really great idea. You may have to give up some equity. You may have to give up some sort of like retention, uh, you know, give them a retention agreement of some sort and say, hey, listen, like if this goes anywhere, as long as you stick with us and you're like, you know, part of the part of the day to day thing, like we'll allocate, you know, 10 percent of you know, whatever the company ends up being or whatever it might be, I think that that's where you can probably leverage a little bit of that. But again, it's getting people's buy-in. If they really see this as being a solution to their problem, they'll buy in. They'll yep. they'll put their, like, you know, 
the, the, their time into this whole, whole thing. So I think it's doable, man. I think it's just figuring out how do you do it. And, and maybe that person becomes, you know, more of like the resource for money and says, hey, this is great. I just don't have the time, but I can give you some money up front and you can get the ball rolling and hire the right people. Maybe that's the solution or, you know, something like that. So, um, but yeah, man, I've, I've just like come to realize that, you know, I'll, uh, I'll always go, go down the route if I can to like put people in place just because I, I know uh, I'm a very big proponent of like, just know what you're good at and the things that you actually want to do, because that's where you perform at your very highest. And sometimes you have to do things you don't want to do. Trust me, dude, I deal with it all the time. Like I said, admin shit, legal shit, you know, employment, you know, all this other stuff. But that just comes with being, you know, owning a business and you have to kind yeah. of get through that part. But other than that, like I want 94, 90% of my time to be dedicated to things that are actually going to, you know, make some sort of impact or bring some sort of value, even if it's, you know, um, anything. It could be absolutely anything. Yeah. You know, the truth is, I, honestly, I actually love producing content. Like I love writing. I love making instagram tiktok videos it's just the time uh, right the you just time. need the time. the time i need i need the time and exactly. i don't know what i can give away in my life like i I, w I wish i could outsource you know raising my kids but that's not i don't think well people do that i guess and i suppose <laughs> i suppose it can work but it's not something that i'm gonna gonna be willing to well, i guess i do in a way when i send yeah. them to daycare but um yeah the big the big thing is is um you know i work this other job which i enjoy the other job but it's what's paying the bills right now you know and uh of, and so I need it. You know, if course. I didn't need to pay the bills, then yeah, I would be hundred percent on this. Start creating content, man. I gotta just start do it. creating I gotta just... content because I'm on the same. I'm on the same wheelhouse. We can hold each other accountable too, dude. Dude, like, just idea. hit me up. Be like, hey, I wrote this fucking thing. Like, you know, let's just like teamwork it because honestly, man, like, I think we all struggle with that, and I think it'll be crazy to sit here and me tell you like, I just like sit here and bust out a bunch of content all the time. No, like the things that I can do, they'll come to me in these like spurts, and they'll just be like. 15 things at once and I'm like man I just had like the best moment yeah, how to get in more of these moments and then it just goes away and it just goes away and it lingers away and then you just wait for it again or you just try to like kind of force it out of yourself and you know you you go and maybe even like have a little drink you might have to do this you might have to, you know that whole thing but it, sometimes it's just timing dude it's yeah. honestly just timing and um I, I i talked to my therapist about this because he's he's a content producer he's a podcast guy and i'm like dude i just need to write he goes listen open your notes app have it on your on your shortcuts and and literally just write anytime something comes to mind just write just write just write the consistency and just writing shit yeah will yeah. spark different ideas and you'll just go on tan tangents and so what i started doing actually i created a notes app in my phone that allows me that's basically like my uh, like ideas like on my walks basically and it allows me to just continue one big note that I just can like I talk into my phone and just like picks up the sometimes it's fucked up and I have to go back and be like what was I even saying here but for the most part I'll get the context of what it is and then I could take that and like flip it into something and yeah be like oh I could create like a whole blog post on this or whatever it is so just go with I would say create your own flow. Don't look at other people's things. There's some helpful stuff out there, I think, but also create your own what works for you. And for me, it's like on the go shit. When I'm on my walk with my dog is like when I get my best ideas or when I'm in the shower or whatever it is. And that's like always been kind of like my go-to thing. And so I think it's just creating your own world is like the biggest impact that I, I think you can have. Yeah, definitely. And I've started, I've started on Notion, like a, a page that's capturing the ideas as well. Uh, but what yep. we talked about it was it's just coming back to it and finalizing that idea that's what i really need to just be 
it is. But yeah, I'm gonna exactly. I'm gonna start hitting you up when exactly. I start when I start procrastinating. I'm gonna be like Zlatko, man, kick my ass. But tell me, I gotta finish this thing and yeah, and, uh, we'll do that. Tidy, tidy up your Twitter profile and just like reset the whole thing from the time you're talking about anything else and just just delegate all your content to be. Uh, to be around like doing dad stuff. Um, you yeah. might have to post some pictures with your kids. You might have to do certain things that you may or may not feel comfortable with. And if you don't feel comfortable with it, just don't do it and do it for your own reasons. But like really, really put yourself like out there and just because dude, I'm telling you one thing, no matter what you're going through, even if it's like a mini, mini problem like that you're having, there's at least yep. one, if not like 500 other people that have the same exact thing. It's just yep. a matter of getting in front of them. And it, it, like you said, it's going to be that one person that's going to come in and be like, you're solving my problem. Let me put you in touch with so-and-so and they're going to get you like, and you might just take off from there and have a whole nother like path to go down. You never yeah. know. So yeah. to me, it's like, go down the road of like building your framework of producing content because the content's always going to be there. And, um, and I'll show you some examples, man. I keep a tab on people on Twitter that I'm like really, really envious of like how much good content they've been producing for such a long time. Because honestly, man, that to me, that's motivation. And I'll even reach out to them and be like, dude, I just want to give you props on consistency. Like literally that's what I've been working on in my life. And like, it's it's so hard and the fact that you're doing it every day and you're doing it multiple times a day and you're putting shit out there and you're writing newsletters i'm like i give them like the biggest you know good job keep going type of thing so yeah. go down that road i think you'll you your money and your time will be much better invested than creating another product and again i'm i'm speaking from a place where i'm fighting with the same exact shit right now like that's literally yeah. what i'm going through so yeah. i'm yeah. trying to like work with that well, you could you convince me, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna hang up this this podcast and I'm gonna go finish up my content. I'm gonna I'm gonna post them. Actually, you know what I was trying to do? I tried to get into the habit of sending one tweet in the morning, uh, and it was just gonna say like "Good morning" or something. <laughs> and even that, I fucked it up after like a day or two. So I gotta just get back on that. And, and like, but like you said, just train the consistency. Blah 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 blah. You know. So yeah, we'll get there, man. Dude, you want to know? I'm gonna give you another another little hack, and this is gonna this is gonna be really really crazy. There, there's an app called Streaks. Okay. Uh-huh. It's streaks is honestly one of the things like I uh, on my list of things I have writing, take your vitamins, exercise and walk the dog. Very fucking simple. These are things I do every day without even like some of them I don't even have to think about. But the biggest thing is that the, the, the dopamine hit when you like tap on the little thing here and it tells you like how long you've been consistent and it's yeah. showing you. Honestly, man, this app has been an absolute like lifesaver. Like from a perspective of like just keeping my mind, it has a unique like notification on my phone and everything. Just keeping my mind like, oh, you didn't do something today or hey, you missed a streak on, you know, writing or whatever it is. And I'm like, OK, let me just go on my notes thing. Let me write something. Let me yeah. let me whatever is in my brain right now. Let me just fucking write it so I can complete this. And yeah. maybe sometimes that's like not the best way to go about it, but it's at least it's getting it done and I'm moving in the right direction. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, 100 percent. Actually, I'm going to check it out. I was just I was just uh, searching it. So. I'm gonna check it out because that's a that's a good idea. It's that good. like you said, it's that dopamine hit. And the, and what I've what I've realized is like whenever we have like a huge to-do list of things, we find it, it like you know, it's it's causing stressors. Obviously, when you check something off that list, it's a huge dopamine hit. But even what we do, even psychologically, is like, where else can I find a dopamine hit? <laughs> I don't want to do my list, let me find another one, right? Um and, and for me, like what I've right, noticed, right, what right. I've noticed you're chasing. Is like, you're chasing something else, right? Like what I've noticed, I spent a lot of time on like Twitter. And I'll like bookmark a good set of tweets and I'm like, oh, yeah, that was a dopamine. I just did something to further my career. But in truth, like 
that didn't produce anything for me. It's just like a substitute dopamine hit. So right. I need to keep what you're saying is keep exactly. yourself accountable for the high value things versus like chasing dopamine hits elsewhere uh, uh, that don't produce exactly. immediate value. Exactly. For you, right? yeah. And yeah. and dude, I'm sure. I'm sure you'll see it. I'll, I'm sure you'll see it on 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 my Twitter too. It's like you'll fucking see like fire off three or four tweets in one day, and then other days it'll just be like complete silence. But like, I'm always thinking about that because I'm always like, all right, hold on. Like, do I have anything? I don't want to just. Sometimes I'll say shit just to say shit, but most of the time I'm just like, you know what? Is there anything that I can, you know? anything I see on my feed that strikes a chord, anything I read on other people's or anyone I can chime in on and be like, Hey, like that. Cause honestly, man, nine out of 10 times, as soon as I just go on my timeline, I can actually see, you know, Oh man, I just had that idea. It's like almost like my phone fucking knows me already type of thing. And it's, yeah, it's yeah. kind of scary sometimes, but it's like, anyways. So yeah, man, it's just keeping the consistency. I think that's like the, the absolute biggest thing. And, um, you know, uh, I think, uh, finding, finding that tone and things that keep you amplified, like on Twitter or like even creating a blog and just writing on there, man, it, it's, it's super helpful. And, uh, yeah, you might not put everything out, but definitely write in your notion and just start one thread where it's like, you know, almost like date it and just kind of go down that road. Yeah. 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 I gotta do that for sure. Um, so, so, uh, I actually yeah. got a jet cause I gotta, I gotta, it's bath time for kids and uh, I gotta put them to bed. Love to talk awesome. to you, man. This has been a great conversation. I really appreciate you inviting me on. This yeah, really we'll fun. have to do part two, man, when yeah. your app takes off. We're going to have to do part two, once, I, once I've been consistent with my with my posting for a little bit. Yeah, we'll do it for sure. Yeah. Hold, hold awesome, me accountable Tom. for Thanks it. so we'll much for we'll, reaching we'll, out again, man. Yeah. The next, <laughs> one we'll do, the next one we'll do is you you reading all my tweets and making sure that I that I did and calling all my gaps, really. Exactly. <laughs> exactly no man i really appreciate it this was awesome and i think uh it's cool to kind of be in that realm of like what you're doing on your day job and starting a side business and figuring out all these all these little things and frustrations and all these other things man that's awesome um and hopefully some people are you know i I know some people are going to be like oh damn i'm going through that exact same thing and if anybody fucking has any solutions hit 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 me with it because i'm all about figuring out what's working for others and trying it out and may or may not work but at least give it a try type of thing so yeah i appreciate you man and thanks for thanks for chatting and putting everything out there and uh yeah man um i will definitely talk to you soon and thanks thanks for the episode brother yeah cool man appreciate it thanks a lot Well, you made it to the end of the episode. Thank you so much for tuning into What Is My Brain podcast. I hope you enjoyed it and I hope you got some value out of it. Make sure you hit the subscribe button or the follow button to get notified when new episodes are live. I'm out. Thank you.